The meeting of the Broward County Commission is about to begin. Will all audience members please silence your cell phones? For those viewing from home or on mobile devices, thank you for watching. To stay informed about Broward County government, please visit Broward.org or follow us on social media. County Commission meetings are open to the public. Members of the public wishing to be heard on any agenda item can register one of two ways. Visit registertospeak.broward.org and fill out the online registration form. Or scan the QR code posted in various locations inside and just outside the Commission chambers to register on your mobile device. A registration form must be completed for each item you wish to speak on. If you have trouble registering digitally, visit County Administration on the fourth floor for assistance. All speakers must appear in person. No further speaker signups will be accepted after an item has been called. Please show respect for others and refrain from making impertinent, slanderous remarks or personal attacks. Boisterous behavior, including applause, booing, and cheering is not permitted. Thank you for joining us. The meeting will begin shortly.
This wonderful Tuesday, June 6, 2023, as we call our meeting to order about 10.04 a.m. We ask that you please rise for the Pledge of Allegiance, followed by a moment of silence. I'm going to have one of our students here today. If you would just come step forward, I'm going to have this young lady here come forward and lead us into the pledge. Would you do? Yes, please. Come to the podium. <laughs> That's perfect. To the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you will please remain standing, it is obviously customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of the noble persons from our community who have recently passed. I'm going to go to my colleagues and see if they want to recognize anybody at all. I do. Yes, okay. I'm going to start with Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Lee. Okay, I have it here. I wanted to recognize. Okay, the passing of Emerson Allsworth, a former state rep, and someone I've known for a while. I won't say how long. He's a respected attorney, and he has come before this body numerous times over the years and I wanted for us to know that he has passed and may his soul rest in peace. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Furr? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Dania Beach and Hollywood lost uh, a luminary figure in Evelyn Win Williams this last, uh, just this last week. Last year, Evelyn celebrated her 107th birthday. Wow. It's pretty amazing. And I was proud to be able to present her a proclamation at that time. Uh, she was born in Georgia, moved to Florida in 1935, and she was a rock of the community. She served as a poll worker for 50 years, um, served on the Broward Civic Improvement Association. She did all this while raising a wonderful and very community-oriented family, and she lived a wonderful life, and she will be missed. Right, she did. Commissioners on this side. Commissioner McKenzie, do you have anybody? I want to recognize uh, Robert Bob Shelley. Uh, Bob Shelley was a longtime fire division chief in Pompano Beach, served at the legislature level, and came back and served at the city level of Pompano Beach. Uh, we lost Bob, so if you remember his family and your prayers. It's also honor and brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, be here and abroad, and thank them for their service. A moment of silence, please. Thank you. you. May be seated. Well, once again, our own Senator Geller has outdone himself and provided some incredible music uh, this morning for us, and obviously for the South Florida Symphony. I'm going to turn it over to Senator Geller to recognize our wonderful musicians and maybe hear some additional music. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, Today's music uh, was provided by the South Florida Symphony. Uh, we have here with us Wee Fang Chen as first violin, Mario Zelaya as second violin, Kenneth Jones on viola, and Chris Glansdorp on cello. I'm very happy to be able to provide the live music today as a continuation of what some of you have heard referred to as the Geller series. 
Uh, I really believe that you can tell a lot about the soul of a county by or government by the way they treat their arts. And I do this to showcase the absolute tremendous amount of talent we have in our community. So I'd like to thank Phil Dunlap, our, our cultural affairs director, and his assistant, Ava Springfellow. And take it away, South Florida Symphony Orchestra. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us here. Um, we are so thrilled and honored to be here to play some music for you this morning. And uh, my name is Hui Fang Chen, and I am the concertmaster and the associate conductor of the South Florida Symphony Orchestra. We are so proud that we are celebrating our 25th season. And thank you for having our string quartet here as well this morning. Um, well, we, um, I hope you have enjoyed some music by Mozart when you first arrived this morning. Now we have a tango for you, and this is Por Una Cabeza uh, by Argentina composer um, Carlos Gardel. It was written in 1935, and sadly, at the same year, later that year, he died in a plane crash, and he was only 45 years old. Por Una Cabeza is a Spanish horse racing phrase meaning by a head, which refers to a horse winning a race just by the length of its head. And uh, so this is also uh, was in quite a few movies. Um, the, the most notable one, probably the scent of, the, uh, scent of a woman with uh, Al Pacino starring. So here is the tango. I hope you enjoy it.
Senator Geller, you have once again. Okay, um, Go ahead, Senator okay. Geller, if you want to talk um, about where they play. Yes. And I actually don't know, but if I can ask our first violinist and concertmaster, can you tell us a little bit more about when the South Florida performs. Symphony uh, will be, when and where you will be performing? Just the microphone if you can, that'd be great. Our next concert is next week. I think it's 15th and 16th of June. We have our summer chamber concert. We will be playing two wonderful work by Dvořák and Schumann, piano quintet. So uh, the first one is in Miami, second one is in Fort Lauderdale. Please check it out. I hope to see you there. Thank you. There we go, thank you. Parker, location. Location. I think the first one is the Temple Israel in Miami and then Center for Spiritual Living in Fort Lauderdale, in Oakland Park, I believe. Yeah, thank you. Very good. Thank you. All righty, thank you so much. As they um, just want to make a quick announcement, too, that apparently from our public communications office that Comcast is experiencing some difficulties this morning and may not be running at this particular time, but other broadcast channels, Atlantic and AT&T and U-verse, uh, are not affected. So online viewing options are not affected as well. So, yes, exactly. Just want to make sure. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan, for that. We have some special guests in the audience, but I do want to recognize uh, Mr. Joe Scott, our Supervisor of Elections, is with us this morning. Mr. Scott, thank you for being here. And I would, I would be remiss if I did not recognize the lady next to you, Mr. Scott, and that's Ms. Mary Hall with us today. I don't know if Mayor A.J. Ryan is in the audience yet. Not yet, but let me know when he does come. I didn't see former Mayor Cooper City Debbie Eisinger right there. I see, yes, new Hall of Famer as we just inducted her uh, last Friday, I guess it was, or why Friday a week ago. But anyway, thank you so much for that. Um, we have uh, some students in the audience this morning. I uh, want to take a moment to recognize several students that are in the audience and will observe a portion of our commission meeting here today. Uh, and guided by our former City of Fort Lauderdale City Commissioner Heather Moritis, 
reached out and is teaching a leadership class for college students this summer and wanted to showcase how government works in action. So after observing a portion of our meeting this morning, our very own Gretchen Cassini from MAP uh, Broward will lead a conversation and walk them through the surtax program along with other transportation officials from FDOT and the MPO as their focus today will be on transportation. I want to thank them for being here today, and I have to recognize this incredible gentleman with us today who just now has been selected. Uh, Mr. Steve Braun is our new Federal Department of Transportation District 4 Secretary. Oh, okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Braun. Please come forward, and he's taken his time to be with our students this morning, and uh, more importantly, to uh, give us a few words of wisdom. Good, good morning. Um, yeah, I, I won't play the violin, but I can try to lead the Pledge of Allegiance next time. Uh, anyway, thank you, uh, Mayor, for recognizing me. So as mentioned, I'm here this morning so, uh, to work with the students on that panel, uh, leadership and transportation. Uh, as mentioned, I was, it was announced at uh, the end of last week that uh, I'll be the incoming uh, District Secretary for District 4. Uh, Jerry O'Reilly, who a lot of you have worked with over the years, is retiring after a tremendous career with the department for 35 years. He's retiring at the end of July, so I'm going to overlap with Jerry uh, for the next two months. Um, I've worked with a lot of you, uh, different capacities over the years, uh, worked closely with the county administrator, a lot of her leadership team uh, in, in different areas. So looking forward to, to continuing that strong foundation of the relationships with, with the county, with other stakeholders, um, and, and really just looking forward to, to leading the department uh, on several major projects in the area. Um, you know, some, some of the folks in the audience, everything from the Intermodal Center and, and the People Mover to, to port projects, um, the MAP program, working closely with Gretchen, um, and obviously some of the transit initiatives, inclu including commuter, commuter rail. So we're going to be working closely with all of you and uh, the local municipalities, really, on just uh, uh, improving the quality of life uh, for our residents here in Broward County. Um, it's great spending time with the students, uh, even with the accent, so there will be a transition from Jerry's accent to mine. Um, <laughs> but I actually went to high school in, in Broward County, so I'm a, a Broward County uh, born and raised, pretty much. Um, so it's happy to, to really just continue my career with the department in, in this new capacity and looking forward to uh, working with all of you. Thank well, you. Welcome, Mr. Braun. Thank you so much. Thank you. And also, yes. <laughs> Now I'd like to give a warm welcome to our students and uh, Ms. Baradis, if you would bring them forward for a special picture with the commission, but give our students a hand, please. So if we can kind of come around here for our picture before we send you on to your classes. Pull your visitor passes off. It'll look 10 times better for Instagram. Thank you, Mr. Rice, and also for the students, I hope they have a great time today and with all these wonderful folks that are here to assist you. Room 430. W.A.
Hey, Mayor, can I just give it up one more time for my wingman, former colleague over at Fort Lauderdale, Commissioner, Commissioner Heather Moritis, my wingman. <laughs> Wing person. No, we, we had a thing. We cleared it. She's my wingman. We understand that. Very good. We do have um, three. Uh, we have a presentation followed by three proclamations, and I'm going to move down and then to an amazing uh, opportunity for this commission to be involved in today. As I go down, I think it would be apropos to have the entire commission just kind of come down with me, along with Ms. Sapiro for this special presentation, if they would. I think it's important for all of us to be down there. Today we are honored, kind of moving, for Sarah Perry, she would come forward. Monica, would you come here? Sarah has um, given us the privilege and opportunity to provide the Carnegie Award to uh, her son, Aiden, who gave his life uh, to save another life. And immediate past mayor, Eudine, last year on April, I believe it was 19. When he, when he gave his life, but we provided a Medal of Valor of Honor here in proclamation on behalf of the county. Then Ms. Perry came to us and said she would like for us to present this Carnegie Award on behalf of Aiden. I just really, my heart got full and my eyes got full, but we are so honored as a commission that you chose us to present this award to you on behalf of Aiden's heroic life that he gave for one another. So on behalf of the Broward County Commission and obviously Ms. Sapera, who's very close to you and a neighbor, we would like to present this prestigious award on behalf of your son. Thank you so much. truly an honor to be here today. When I lost my son a year ago, you were the first ones who reached out to me to honor my son with a Medal of Valor. Since that time, you've been very supportive through the county, um, through the cities that I've been able to bring my initiatives through, so it really means a lot to me. Um, this is, as we all know, the biggest honor a civilian can receive in America, in the United States and Canada, so it's truly an honor. The day I lost my son, people started calling him a hero. I didn't really understand the magnitude of what that meant. But since that time, uh, since I've lost my son, I've been working very hard to continue his works of kindness and making a difference in this world. And receiving this medal really means a lot because I made a promise to my son I would not let him be forgotten. And by receiving this medal, he will go down in history, in Carnegie history, and he will never be forgotten. So with this and the works that I do through the Aiden Perry Good Samaritan Scholarship Fund and the scholarships we give, 
and through the initiative, the Aiden Perry uh, Hero Life Ring initiatives that we're working to get by every bed of water in every city, I'm able to do just that. So thank you so much for this opportunity to be here today and to present this to me. It's been a long time coming and it was worth the wait. So thank you all very much. Okay, we'll begin with our first proclamation to the JCC, Maccabi Games, presented by our own Senator Geller. I'm going to let him introduce the guests that are here today to be presented to, of course, including our own former mayor, Ms. Eisinger. I would like to present this proclamation to Debbie Eisinger, the executive co-chair of the JCC Maccabi Games and Access, Scott Kleinman, David Posnack, JCC board chair, Scott Ehrlich, David Posnack, JCC chief executive officer, Anna Ehrlich, JCC Maccabi Games and Access games director. And I don't, I have JCC Maccabi kid mascot, right. but Bobby Kid mascot actually was under the weather today, but we, we do have uh, Yuval Alon with us, and okay. he is our. Sorry about that. Yes, we would, have, we would have loved to have had Maccabi Kid here today, um, but she was under the weather. We do have joining us uh, Alan Yuval. He is our representative from Israel. And we have Doug Pennington, who also is one of our JCC Maccabi staff members. Thank you. Since they weren't on my list, I couldn't introduce them. Um, and proclamation requested by me, whereas the JCC Maccabi Games are an Olympic-style sporting competition held each summer in North America and is the largest organized sports program for Jewish teenagers throughout the world. The JCC Maccabi Access Games is a unique program for youth with intellectual and developmental disabilities. This year, the JCC Maccabi Games and Access will bring nearly 2,000 athletes from around the world to Broward County, plus 300 local athletes, 100 Access athletes, 400 coaches, 1,500 volunteers, 600 visiting families, 400 local host families, and as many as 10,000 plus spectators. 
and whereas. This week-long multi-sport event will utilize venues throughout Broward County that include Nova Southeastern University, FLA Live Arena, Broward County Parks and Recreation Facilities, Broward County Public School Facilities, and Municipal Recreation Facilities. The sports competitions include baseball, basketball, dance, flag football, ice hockey, soccer, swimming, table tennis, tennis, star reporter, don't know what that is, and volleyball, and whereas, in addition to competitive events, the JCC Maccabi Games creates exceptional opportunities for teens to assume leadership roles and to engage in meaningful charitable activities, provides inclusion and social opportunities, strengthens family and community relationships, showcases local tourist attractions, and creates community building opportunities with law enforcement agencies and municipal and county governments. And whereas the JCC CARES program is an integral part of the JCC Maccabi Games and Access Experience, as this unique program allows the athletes to participate in various hands-on community service projects. The JCC CARES program incorporates the highly valued American concept of community service and is closely tied to the fundamental Jewish practice of tikkun olam, preparing the world, which obligates an individual to make a difference in the lives of others who may be less fortunate. And, whereas, the hosting of the 2023 Maccabi Games and access will have a positive impact on tourism, entertainment, hotel stays, and business throughout Broward County in an amount greater than $4 million. And, whereas, the Broward County Board of County Commissioners involvement in the 2023 JCC Maccabi Games and Access will contribute to creating a lasting legacy throughout South Florida and make a meaningful difference in the lives of children. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Broward County Board of County Commissioners that the board hereby designates August 6th through 11th, 2023 as JCC Maccabi Games and Access Week in Broward County. It is dated June 6th and signed by our Mayor Lamar Fisher. And who am I presenting? Thank you, Senator, Commissioner Geller, uh, Mayor Fisher, Vice Mayor, um, and Senator Nan Rich and all members of the County Commission, we really greatly appreciate uh, your support and assistance. Um, we're really excited to be hosting these games. One thing I did want to emphasize too, this is the 41st year of the games and for the first time we are introducing the inaugural access games and they are for athletes with various intellectual and developmental disabilities from the ages of 12 to 22. So I thought that was really important to share with you as well. Um, another very important thing that um, Senator Geller had shared was the JC, in, in a proclamation is about JCC CARES. Well, this year, one of the programs that we're doing is we're partnering with the Children's Services Council of Broward County as part of our JCC Maccabi CARES program, and we're collecting new sneakers for, from children's through adult sizes. All brands are accepted. The sneakers will be donated to the thousands of children throughout Broward County who live in economically disadvantaged households. And our goal is to collect at least 3,000 pairs of new sneakers. 
Um, we currently have collection boxes at the JCC and businesses throughout, uh, throughout Broward County, but certainly there's room if, if there's an opportunity to put them here at the uh, government center, that would be great. We're working really hard on this mission. We think it's a great way to give back to the community. I also want to share a little bit about the David Posnack JCC. Um, it is dedicated to enriching lives by connecting people with services and programs that improve the quality of living. The JCC has amenities including sports, recreational activities, and state-of-the-art fitness center. We have scholarship assistance that allows hundreds of children to attend summer camp, after school, and early childhood programs. The, day, the, the JCC's Gibberine United Program for Children and Adults with Developmental Disabilities is nationally recognized. Its cultural arts, education, and senior adult department provides the community with educational, social, and artistic programs. In other words, the JCC has programs for three months old infants to the ageless, and it serves all residents of the community, regardless of faith, ethnicity, age, or ability. And finally, I really want to thank the County Commission for all of your support and assistance with the JCC Maccabi Games. Our opening ceremony at Florida Live, and I do want to acknowledge uh, Commissioner Udine. He was mayor at the time when we were working with Florida Live and negotiating, and he helped facilitate that process. We're very grateful for that. But it's, it's August 7th uh, at 6 p.m., and I have communicated with everybody. Please feel free to let me know. We'd love to have everyone on the commission there for the VIP reception and opening ceremony. And again, thank you so much for your support. Congratulations. We can have a picture here with Perfect. everybody. That'd be great. What a great cause. Hope we can put a little, uh, Senator Geller, hope we can put a little box out here at the government center to collect those uh, tennis shoes. That'd be great for that, okay? Yes, Our next uh, proclamation again by Senator Geller will be given the Smart Irrigation Month. Turn it over yes. to you, sir. And I would like to present this proclamation to Ebony Howard, Broward Water and Wastewater Customer Service Supervisor, Luis Montoya, Hollywood Water Treatment Plant Manager, Francois Demond, Miramar Utilities Department Director, Julie Fisher, uh, Pembroke Pines Utilities Department Administrative Assistant, Hamid Nikvan, Cooper City Assistant Director, Utilities, Jeffrey Odom, Salendale Beach Public Works Director, and Diego Santana, Sunrise Manager, Field Operations Utility Department. At one point or another, I've represented every one of those cities. Everybody come on down and join, please. Don't be shy. You can join the, the senator at the podium if you right would. Here. Okay, is that it? Okay. Whereas, 
Broward County recognizes water as a finite resource that is vital to human life, and whereas well-maintained green spaces are important to the health and well-being of communities and individuals, and whereas appropriate irrigation technology combined with best practices can significantly reduce water usage and runoff while creating healthy lawns, landscaping, and sports turf, and whereas Irrigation plays a critical role in supporting Broward County water conservation initi initiatives. And whereas the Naturescape Irrigation Service administers the Residential Irrigation Rebate Program, a partnership with 11 water providers to incentivize residential irrigation system upgrades, then provide recommendations for improving overall efficiency. And whereas the City of Coconut Creek, City of Coral Springs, City of Dania Beach, City of Deerfield Beach, City of Fort Lauderdale, City of Hollywood, City of Margate, City of Miramar, City of Plantation, City of Pompano Beach, City of Sunrise, and Broward County Water Wastewater Services promote smart irrigation practices through participation in the Residential Irrigation Rebate Program, supporting Broward County's water conservation initiatives saving over two million gallons of water annually and whereas july is a peak month for the use of water for irrigation in which smart practices and technologies should be used for substantial water savings and whereas smart irrigation month was established to increase public awareness of the value of water use efficiency during summer's peak demand now therefore be it proclaimed by the board of county commissioners of broward county florida that the board hereby designates July 2023 as Smart Irrigation Month in Broward County and encourages the adoption of smart irrigation practices to improve water use efficiency in agricultural, residential, and commercial activities. And one for each. And do either of you have any remarks? You. <laughs> Don't be Good shy. Morning. Good morning, Mayor, uh, Commissioners. Um, my name is Darrell Parker. I'm the customer service manager for Broward County Water and Wastewater Services. I just want to point out that the real heroes are in the back of the room seated. Jeff DeLoyne and his team, uh, we're the ones, we refer the customers to them, and without hesitation, they go out and they give above and beyond customer service that is representative of what you all require and what this county demands. So thank you, and thank you, Jeff and team, for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Can we take a picture now? And can we have those wonderful folks come up with us? Senator Geller, can we have those folks come up with a picture with us, please? Since they're the heroes here, please come on up. And there we go. And then now we have our proclamation, given by our own Commissioner Rogers, representing 
Juneteenth Celebration Day. So, Commissioner Rogers, if you would go down to the podium. And I don't see Mr. Henry. Is Mr. Henry here, Bobby Henry? I don't see him in here. So if anybody wishes to join uh, Commissioner Rogers for a Juneteenth Celebration Day, you please come forward and meet her down at the podium. Please, if you would. I know. <laughs> we were looking forward to seeing Bobby. Good morning. Good morning, Commissioner. Mr. Mayor, colleague, Vice Mayor, and colleagues, and the listening audience, those here and virtual. I thank my colleague for joining me this morning because I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. If your dad was here, he would be proud of you. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to add to this proclamation that emancipation was proclaimed in Tallahassee on May 20th, 1865, 11 days after the end of the Civil War and two years after the proclamation first issued by President Abraham Lincoln. So it is important that we document our history and tell our story. All right, so I will start with our requested by, it says Hazel Rogers, I tried to get my staff to make sure we had both names on here. So now that I have my glasses on, I realize we missed you, but how can we miss you? Everybody misses me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whereas President Abram Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, formally abolishing slavery in the United States of America, the Declaration declared all persons held as slaves within any state shall be forever free. This important document marked the symbolic end of slavery. Whereas slavery formally ended with the passage of the 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution on January 31st, 1865, it declared neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. And whereas... Well, I mean, more, more than, than two years later, on June 19, 1865, after the Emancipation Proclamation, Union soldiers landed at Galveston, Texas, and told enslaved African Americans of the Emancipation that that day became known as Juneteenth, a day to celebrate freedom granted forever to those who, in their enslavement, played such a pivotal role in the history in building this nation. And whereas Juneteenth, also known as Emancipation Day, Freedom Day, Jubilee Day, has become a symbol of freedom, resilience, and hope for the black community and all those who celebrate democracy, justice, Equality. And equality. And whereas June is a time to reflect on the past, 
honors the sacrifices and the struggles of the ancestors and acknowledge an ongoing fight for civil rights, social justice, and racial equity. Whereas Juneteenth is a time to recognize that the rich culture, art, music, literature, and cuisine of African-American and to appreciate their contribution to the diversity and the heritage of our nation. And whereas Juneteenth is recognized as an historic day in 47 states, including Florida, on January 26, 2021, Broward County Commissioners voted to make June 19 of each year June Celebration Day and amend the Broward County Administrative Code to make Juneteenth a day of observance, celebration, and education. Now, therefore, be proclaimed by Broward County Board of Commissioners that the board hereby designates June 19, 2023, as Juneteenth Celebration Day in Broward County, Florida. Signed by our mayor, June 19, 2023. <laughs> See the supervisor of election is in the room. Can you join us, please? Mr. Scott, if you could come Mary forward, Miss Hall. Mary Hall. Can we get a can we get a picture? Come up, Ms. Commissioner Rogers. Can we come back here and get the picture? That'd be great. Anybody that wants to come in and celebrate Juneteenth, come up, please. <laughs> come on up with us. Very good. Thank you, commissioners, for that uh, wonderful presentation and proclamation. I do want to, this is kind of off, off script, but I wanted to recognize Ms. Sapiro. She has a little presentation to uh, share with us as well. So, Ms. Sapiro, if you would uh, show this wonderful thing to your right. Yes. So, and it's not Kim, even though, even though she has a wonderful thing to my right. So, I wanted to, I wanted to share this um, with the commission. Um, this was given um, to me to present to the commission last week um, when I went uh, over to the arena. Um, this is a, a replica of the president's trophy um, that was given to them last year, not during this season, but last season the uh, Panthers um, received the president's award. And for those um, non-NHL uh, fans, it's an award uh, that's given annually by by the NHL to uh, the team that finishes the regular season with the best 
overall record. Um, and so it's a much larger trophy, but they gave us a replica for us to display, and I wanted to make sure you all got to see it, and I'm going to walk it over to Beautiful. you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. We'll have a replica of another one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yes. There you go. <laughs> I made I made a serious bet for the Stanley Cup, so we got We got to come through. So thank so, you yeah. so much. Yeah, and and so uh, and and I hope that everyone will join us in uh, cheering them on as they return back from Vegas. Um, unfortunately, they didn't have the first uh, two games; didn't do so well. But I'm I am confident that they will regroup and and uh, we'll see the best that, of them this later this week. Mayor, that, Senator, Mayor, Senator Geller asked me about what the wager was, and so I waged. Uh, Chairman Gibson happens to be the mayor of Clark County, where obviously the opposing team uh, resides and plays. And the the, way, the bet was, Senator, that the losing uh, mayor or chairman has to wear the opposing team's jersey at the next commission meeting, which is available. So I do not want to wear the Las Vegas jersey, and I have to also sing their song too. So, so oh please uh, let's pray for the Panthers, so so we can make it. And we can make it a uh, reality and bring that trophy home with us. Mayor, so. Mayor yes, that's, sir. that's when you want to say what happened in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Pierre, for that, uh, that, that incredible presentation. Thank you. All righty, we are now under our Tuesday morning memo. Kyle Minkowski. Morning. Welcome, brother. Would you read our Tuesday morning memo? The Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 46. The public hearing items are 47 through 49. Regular items are 50 through 58. I request the following withdrawals and Scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals, deferrals, substitutions. Item number five is being withdrawn for further staff review. Scrivener's errors, none. Additional information, item 41. The board's consideration will be based upon the item as amended <clears throat> by the replacement attachment one to the proposed resolution distributed as additional material. Eight recently resolved accounts were removed from the list. Item number 50, the board's consideration of this item is based on the amended motion statement and grant agreement distributed as additional material. Item 58, the, uh, item 58, Commissioner Mark Bogan requests to be added as a co-sponsor. May I request without objections, without objection, items 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, and 58 be moved to consent. Additional material regular meeting, items 1A through 1D, board appointments. Item 41, replacement attachment one submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Item 50, the memo to the memo and grant agreement submitted by Aviation Department. Additional material, public hearing, none. Thank you so much. Well done. Okay, we are now under a consent agenda items. I'm going to go around and ask for any polls. Uh, Vice Mayor Rich, any polls? Okay, Commissioner Bogan? No, Mayor. Commissioner Dean? So, Senator Geller? No, Commissioner Furr? Twenty and forty-five, just for comment. Commissioner Ryan. I'm going to pull item fifty-three, and uh, I'd like to know, Mayor. Uh, I'm actually going to ask if this item be deferred for a couple of weeks so that um, I can look at, um, you know, our, our scoring protocols and system, and then uh, bring it back up. So there may be a number of people here on the item, and I don't know if you want to take it up now or if you want to wait until uh, the item comes up on regular. Okay, let's finish up the uh, the uh, polls at this particular time. We'll talk about that. Commissioner okay. McKenzie? 19. Yes. Commissioner Furr? Okay, so 20 and 52 is what you want, not 45, correct? 
2052. Got it. Okay. Commissioner Rogers? Uh, Ms. Sapiro, any polls? No, sir. Okay. Mr. Myers, any polls? No, sir. Thank you. Okay. Mr. Melton, any polls? No, sir. Very good. And the public? Numbers 19, 46, and 55. Very good. Okay. Uh, Mr. Myers, if you would prepare a uh, state a motion for consideration for Chris' consent agenda. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, the motion, the uh, consent agenda is items of 1 through 46. Uh, subtracted from the consent agenda from those items is uh, item 5, which was withdrawn, uh, item 19, which was polled, item 20 was polled, and item 46 was polled. And then added to the consent agenda are items 51, 54, and 58. Yes. Second. By Senator Getter, second by Commissioner McKenzie. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thank you so much. Still on the consent agenda. Um, I think we'll, just, we'll be we okay. We're going to go quick in order, okay? If you All can, right, Commissioner, good. that'd be great. Sure. Uh, item first item is number 19, pulled by the public. Item 19 is a motion to terminate for convenience agreement dated June 14, 2022, between Broward County and Upscale Events by Mosaic Inc. for consult services for water con conservation outreach and communications and authorize the Director of Natural Resources Division as contract administrator to execute and issue the required 30-day written notice of termination for convenience. Our speaker is Anne-Marie Sorrell. Ms. Sorrell, if you would come forward, please, from the public who pulled this item. There she is. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning, Mayor Fisher. Good morning, Vice Mayor Rich, and good morning, commissioners. Thank you for um, the opportunity to speak on this item. Um, I just wanted to, one, for the record, just kind of help everyone understand um, my perspective, my narrative, because um, a lot of times narratives can be created that are not exactly accurate. Um, we started this project with the, uh, well, we won the RFP last year. Um, prior to us, there was a contractor that had the RFP for 15 years. And um, when the contract was turned over to us, um, there was a lot of time in trying to get access to information, previous files, um, access to accounts, et cetera. Um, there was no infrastructure. There was no tracking of analytics website. The old website had no Google Analytics, no way to track where traffic was coming from, and there was no record till this day of where the advertising dollars were spent, with what organizations, how much was allocated, etc. So we basically had to start this project from scratch, even though there was a vendor there for 15 years. Um, so with that, we started putting in the proper infrastructure to be able to track, create more transparency, as well as give, provide more analytics for the marketing, communications, and outreach work that we have been doing. Um, that included building a new brand, each drop counts. It included building a brand new website. It included adding analytics, SEO, as well as doing additional um, things such as retargeting ads, um, social media ads. Um, and I do want to point out that the previous vendor also had not just us, but the county, locked out of the Facebook page, which has taken, had taken more than three months, um, and we were able, we just basically had to start a new page in April, so we weren't able to run <clears throat> ads for um, several 
months as a result of that. Um, in addition to that, we fostered some new partnerships, both through advertising with Multicultural Media, which had not been done before. We um, also set up some community partnerships with Minority Builders Coalition for replacing new toilets. We've been in talks with the Community Foundation about funding, as well as um, bringing in partnerships with the Housing Authority and um, other uh, minority and Hispanic groups, which we've sent letters to, to partner with us. So I say all that to say that we have done a ton of work. I sent you all a backup memo with links to our annual report, as well as links to live documents that shows our running work of deliverables. Um, so I understand that there's a narrative being told that we did nothing, which is not true. Um, you have the proof. Um, before we got there, like I said, there was no infrastructure. So it has taken us, in the 11 months we've been on this project, we've had to build the infrastructure. We've had to build the tracking mechanism. So to be told that it can be done more efficiently and effectively in-house when it wasn't being done efficiently and effectively before is really a surprise to me. So we received the notice out of the blue, um, and I just wanted to state our case and state the facts. And again, I sent you the backup for your information. So thank you for your time. Thank you, Ms. Sorrell. I think that's the only person from the public, Kyle? Yes. Okay, very good. I know Commissioner McKenzie pulled this item as well, so I'm turn over to Commissioner McKenzie. Mm -hmm. You want to go ahead? Please. No. You want to? Commissioner McKenzie, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, I pulled this item um, because I'm, and I explained to staff yesterday in my uh, agenda meeting, I, I meet on Mondays uh, to do my agenda reviews uh, with the administrator. I'm used to having backup information to make good sound decisions. And if someone's asking me to terminate a contract, I take that seriously, but I want to follow how did we get here. And I'm not saying no one didn't take the corrective steps, but for me to terminate a contract, I need more information. And I asked staff, uh, how did they come to the determination? They said that uh, the vendor uh, was not performing, and we can do a better job in-house. And having uh, shared the information, I just wanted to know, you know, were the proper steps followed to, to, to get here? And because I got an email also on May 24th that kind of spoke to this and then it gave more information to the vendor that to refer to the agenda item as the reason for the termination so which made me want to dig deeper to figure out uh, what is going on and Monica assured me she would uh, uh, get the information to me and, and someone for staff did they, they followed up but by this time I started my own um, fact finding uh, mission and again you're asking me to terminate a contract, and then when it becomes a small disadvantage contractor, um, it is my understanding um, that this is our incubator, and we try to, you know, teach them, um, show them, guide them uh, on how to become uh, a bigger uh, vendor at some time, some point in time. And if someone's not performing or not meeting the goals, I would just like to know. Uh, where that information is and, and how that works. And as I reached out even further through the Economic Development Department just to find out, you know, uh, what kind of vendor 
uh, are we talking about here? Um, it just seems to me that there was no communication um, as to say that you aren't doing these things and here's your warning. And if we are in the business of being an incubator of smaller businesses and inviting them to participate with that 30%, then we should be coaching them to optimal performance in, in terms of how to do that. I just don't see where we've met that, and I could be missing that somewhere in the information I don't have. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take this opportunity to make sure we gave uh, the vendor an opportunity to, uh, to, to, to um, give their side of the story. Not saying that's the, that's the truth, because there's three sides to every story. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe we could think through this and maybe uh, um, we, 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 we give them another opportunity if the process allows it. Because I know when you terminate for convenience, uh, it keeps them in the harper, if you will, to come back. And if you terminate with cause, then there's repercussions of why you can't come back and, 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 and participate with us. But I, I do want to give the vendor the opportunity uh, to, to either uh, be allowed to move forward if we decide that's the, that's the answer. And if we come to the determination that, that uh, this is a convenient separation, um, she could opt uh, for that opportunity as well. But again, it's, I, I just think somewhere there was no communication here, and I can't see where it followed the process. And after speaking to staff, even um, uh, Leonard Villapando, uh, 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 yes, uh, you know, <laughs> came up this morning, gave me some great information, um, but again, it's, it's Tuesday. I, I, I talked about this on Monday, and I, and I invited him in the future. If such a, a, a scenario arises, uh, you, you could call me two weeks in advance and just give me all of the information or include it uh, in the backup so that I can have a more um, informed, intelligent decision when it comes to terminating a contract. Right. So that, that is why I pulled it, and I just wanted us all to participate. And we're going to have to have a discussion on that, to too. Got so got thank Sen you for the, for the opportunity. Sure. I've got Senator Geller followed by Commissioner Rogers, followed by Commissioner Bowman. Thank, uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, what I'm about to say is inadmissible hearsay because I'm about to say what I was told on this because you wrote to me and said that you had some concerns. So I contacted Dr. Harado, who is, you know, if we're dealing with water issues, um, I asked her and, and said, why are we terminating for convenience? And again, I don't have a transcript, but the general import of what she said was not, I didn't get any complaints about your performance. I was told that the county now through our hires has the ability to do this in-house. And therefore, since the county has the ability to do it in-house, and I think it was, you know, because it was in-house, it would be done better. I can't swear she said it would be done better, but I was told we now have the ability to do this in-house. And since we can do this in-house, we no longer need outside vendors. I didn't, she didn't mention one bad thing about you. 
She just said we could do it in-house. Based on that, when I check with the staff person who says, yeah, we can now do it in-house, I said, okay. So that's what I did check after I got your letter because I chair the Water Advisory Board and I'm familiar with you know all of these projects, but I was told by staff it was simply we have the expertise to do it in-house and I rarely question Dr. Harado because if I ever do, I'm typically wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. <laughs> Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And I will echo the same concerns as to, because I'm new to this process, I really read into, read your document, thanks for your letter, and I read that also, and I asked my questions, and I'm hoping that there's another way of making these type of decisions. Okay, there has to be another way because you're looking at a company that went through our small business program that we're talking about and encouraging businesses to participate in. And we as a county at times don't take that into consideration because I'm talking policymakers. Staff, they're here to give us the information and then we have to make sure when we make that decision that we're taking in all the values, what we're trying to achieve here as Broward County, what we're trying to say to our business community. Okay, come in, go through our program, and you're gonna be doing well, and now you got a, one of those positions, you have a contract with the county, and in less than a year, you're telling me bye-bye because I can do it better. That doesn't look good to me. Doesn't fit the culture that we are trying to showcase that we are here to do business with small business, we're here to do business with everyone, and less than a year, as my colleagues stated, there's no rhyme or reason other than that we have the right to do so. Sometimes right is not the best policy, and that's what I, and from that vantage point, I make my comments. Sometimes we have to step up and say it's I not meeting. I know I was not talking to you. <laughs> My phone does this all the time and it's on silent. So someone is spying on us, but it's a good thing. Yes. Someone else is listening to me. Okay, and that, those are my comments, colleagues. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Commissioner Bogan? Um, if, if, if Commissioner McKenzie, if what you're saying is, um, and Commissioner Rogers, is what you're saying is that despite that the county may be able to do it, you'd like to keep them on, because I think you just need to be direct and, and, and I'll support that. I mean, maybe the county, we only have so many resources, and maybe at least give them some time and uh, some notice, and um, you know, if that's important to you guys, I, you know, I don't know yeah, the but, company. But, but, but let me say this, even when I did the inquiries, when I called the Economic Development Department, and they have no record of them not performing. Um, as I got from um, staff um, on two occasions um, in 24 hours, that he was never notified of that, and that's their their department's job to you know to keep an eye on these on, on these yes. these vendors. But it is, uh, it is, and um, Leonard, what is Sorry. his name? 
Lenny Velpano. I mean, I want everyone. Wait, excuse me, Lenny the Great. Okay, let's just be honest. Lenny the Great. All right, so let's let's stay with Commissioner Bogan's comments. And Sandy the Great all had information that helped me get to where we are. So, and if they didn't perform, which I'm hearing, they're not performing, and they've had the contract for 11 months, and it's rare that we terminate for convenience, from what I understand. So this is a rare occasion of termination for convenience, but yet and still, the vendor thought they were performing okay. uh, after my inquiries. And we're, we're here today, I just want to, I want the facts and then I want to be able to make a decision. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I want all of us to chime in on this and see if, you know, if our process needs to be revisited because this could happen to any one of our vendors, small or, or large, but we want, um, and I don't want to take away any, any controls from, from administration, but to me, the process didn't work here. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Let me just finish. Commissioner Bogan, let him finish up so, if you would. Yeah, so, so all I was going to say is we could do a lot of things in-house. I mean, uh, we could be doing, the, we farm out legal work, we farm out so many different things that we could, if we wanted to, we could bring in-house. Unless this is a matter in which we have to do in-house, that's different. Uh, they have no complaints, as you're saying. They have no problems. Um, I, I don't know why it gives more jobs, more economic activity. Why don't we just let them continue what they're doing? Give them more direction. I, I don't, you know, yes, we could bring in house. We could, I could probably go through our budget. We could probably do, bring in so much more in house, too, if we wanted to, and hire more people in house. But, you know, uh, we have, if we have problem companies, get rid of them. Let's bring it in house. But this is not that situation. So, um, anyway, that's my feeling. I, I'd, I'd move to Let, let's keep it. Okay, let's continue the conversation, Commissioner Bogan. I mean, Commissioner Udine. So, for the purposes of my comments, I, my understanding, and I'm just going to assume that everyone is doing everything that they're supposed to be doing. I think that this vendor should obviously be paid for the work that they've performed. If they had to rebuild websites, if they had to rebuild Facebook pages, they should obviously be compensated for that time. But just my two cents on this thing, um, if we can do this in-house, I don't even know if we should even really be doing this program. We're spending $2 million over a five-year period to get people to sign up so that their toilets aren't running. We've done 200 toilets over six months that have signed up over this. $2 million of taxpayer dollars for this program. This is no criticism to the vendor. The vendor would the terminate, termination for convenience. The vendor can apply for any one of our small business, and we have one of the most vigorous small business <coughs> programs there are, but I just can't justify paying $2 million. If, if there's a way for us to bring this in-house, it's not going to cost us any money to do this. That's how we should do, be doing a program that signs up 200 toilets over six months so that those toilets are notified if you don't leak a toilet. It's too much money to spend on a program like this in these economic time, times. Commissioner Ryan. I wanted to uh, listen to the, uh, the thoughts and recommendations from the other members um, before I spoke on the item. Um, the term of this contract is, is it uh, a, a five-year term? Uh, it, does it have like a, a minimum period of time, uh, one, two, three years, and then you have an option for uh, a couple more years? 
Ms. Shapiro, did you want to answer that question? So it looks like the agreement included an initial term of, of five years. Um, under the contract, um, there's no minimum amount of time. And um, as this item was recommended as a termination for convenience, that uh, the contract allows for. And then to, uh, to follow up on the, the comments by uh, Commissioner Udin, um, is that uh, compensation of $2 million, is that over the duration of the five-year term? Okay. All right. So, you know, before you go out on, uh, you know, this type of a solicitation, you know, I, I would think that um, our uh, public relations department would, you know, provide some kind of a, a analysis whether um, it's something best done in-house or putting it out. Once you do put it out and the vendor has uh, adequately performed and there's no uh, information that I have that, that has not been, um, you know, conducted in a, uh, in a professional uh, manner, that um, I don't, I don't um, um, you know, agree with, with termination because, you know, our communications department now thinks that, um, you know, they can do it uh, apparently better themselves. Um, you know, my, my thoughts are um, there's sure a lot that we can do in the communications department and um, um, my constituents, you know, uh, seem to um, uh, reiterate that to myself and my staff when we go to community association meetings. So, you know, I don't think that we'll be ill served by continuing with this vendor and, uh, and then, uh, you know, perhaps even, um, you know, if if our um, public relations department wants to, um, you know, engage in some uh, collaborative and, and constructive, uh, you, know, um, you know, recommendations, uh, I think we'd be happy to uh, to hear this. But I don't, um, I don't see, uh, you know, any type of a uh, uh, an impetus to um, to terminate this contract. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Fur, I have. Can I just make a point of yep. information, Commissioner Dean? to county administration what is this contract actually for i think it's for public relations and public relations for so the uh it's is for advertising um and outreach and on water conservation and the communications associated with it so there's when you reference the two million dollars um the actual uh there's about my understanding is there's about eight hundred thousand of that two million over the period of time that would be going directly to advertising that would not go to the vendor. It would be for the payment of advertising out, you know, out in the community and, and with through different means. Um, and then the the difference um, of that would be the 1.2 million that's in your backup. And it's um, broken out by goods and services and on other optional services and pass through allowances. Um, if you'd like specifics on, you know, the, the expectation of staff on what this RFP went out for. Um, uh, I would like to bring up uh, Mr. Biel Pondo to, to reference it because it's the work that they were requesting to have been done originally. Okay. Would you be interested in hearing from staff on exactly what they're looking for? We, we can do that. I'm going to go to Commissioner Fur first and then we can just stop. Go ahead, Commissioner. Thank you. Just for the public's sake so they know what this is, this is to preserve water so that we have a continual water supply. And, and that there is importance to this. I don't want to. I don't think we should, we don't want to minimize it. Otherwise, we don't have an aquifer to to draw water from. And the idea is to use 
uh, toilets, whatever, that use the least amount of water. Um, that said, I can understand, you know, I, I, and I don't know, I have no idea if you did a good job at it, none, none of that. But what I do think is that this, this kind of work, it makes a lot more sense, sense to be doing it through intergovernment relations. Um, because the places where you're going to be um, meeting to advertise is in all those cities and all those building departments and everybody who's going to to you know be doing you know that's going to be in contact with those people that are going to be doing redeveloping or or work on their house and those kind of things and, and maybe you're trying to reach them um, but I do I just see this I do see this as kind of an in-house type job. Um, one that we would be asking um, our own our own utility people to be spreading the word here. Maybe there's a place for additional um, salesmanship on this. Maybe I, I don't know. And that's and so I would like to actually, if this can be deferred for a week or two, so I could hear a little bit more where this would add to it or where it wouldn't. I want to hear. I kind of need to hear both sides a little bit. I actually th I can actually very much see why we would be asking every city that's involved, all those cities I think that you mentioned today, are part of this. They should be part of it. They should be doing their own advertising as well. They should be having their own, and they do. You know, each one of those cities has water, you know, saving day, and they, you know, kids draw cartoons and all kinds of stuff. They they've all got this. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing this deferred for two weeks to hear a little bit of if there's a way that this adds to it, if this would if this help. 200 um, toilets doesn't sound like very many, though, to me, for some reason. Yeah, and that doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot. And I would think that, and, you know, even though I know a lot of people have been taking advantage of this over, we've been doing this for many, many years, I would think um, that there would be a lot more than that. So I want to know what our benchmark is. I want to know what our goal is or what our objectives are, what we're expecting, and what happened. And so I wouldn't mind if anybody wants to wait two weeks on this. I'm happy. Well, just, just for the record, Commissioner Furry, okay, it would wait. not be one week because our last meeting oh, that's was true. the 13th, so that's it would true. be one week. Yep, you're right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Okay. Want to go to the Vice Mayor right now? Thank you. Um, I actually would like Lenny to come up, if you don't mind. Uh, Lenny, come on down. Mr. Yeah. Vialpondo. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning, Lenny. So this is actually related to the proclamation that we just did a little while ago. We actually have 15 mm -hmm. municipal partners, and um, it's the Conservation Pays program. We've been doing it for a number of years, and it is to try to, I don't know if you remember, but we had severe water shortages and we were trying to conserve water. And so we embarked on a very large program to do that. The annual goal is 2,000 toilets and there's you know millions of gallons that are saved. And we had been running a program for a very long time and the vendor retired. And so we um, just reflexively said, oh, let's get a new vendor. And, and we hired a Mosaic as part of that. And through the process and, you know, um, we were hiring new people, we were reorganizing, we were working with our partners on some challenges related to just building code changes and other things. And as a result of the vendor sort of maybe being unable to do certain things and staff having to pick that up and sort of maintain the program, it's when we came to realize that we could actually just do this in-house. It was not a 
you know, a purposeful thing, you, you know, necessarily because of the vendor or anything other than we had always had a vendor and there were some, you know, changes and more technology and, and better ways of doing things that we sort of were forced to use as a result of the transition. And it just came to be that we, we did not need a vendor for this activity any longer. And that's why we're terminating for convenience. It probably could have gone down a cause route at some point, but you know, this is my first time in the 23 years I've been here terminating anyone. And it is not something that I take lightly, nor that I wanted to be involved in, quite frankly. Um, and, and going down a for cause route just because it would prejudice the vendor from being able to get future work. And staff said, no, you know what, we're gonna do it in-house anyway. It just seemed like the right way to go. And um, obviously the will of the board is what it is and I will do whatever you ask, but that is why we find ourselves in this position today. Okay, so I, thank you. So I guess, you know, I'm, I have no problem with us doing it in-house. I think if we can do it in-house and we feel like we can do it better, fine. But my problem is that on June 14, 2022, which is, you know, a year ago, not, not even, we, we executed an agreement with people who uh, did respond to an RFP. And I feel, I, I feel that, you know, I mean, maybe we should have known that we, <laughs> that we weren't going to, that we were going to do this. And all of a sudden then, you know, you looked at things and I understand, but I have discomfort with terminating people who such a short time ago, we didn't realize that we were going to bring it in house and we had them go through this whole process so uh, I, I kind of agree with, um, with Commissioner Furr. I'd like to postpone it a week so we could get the information on both sides of this and see if we can't come to some kind of an accommodation. Uh, and I'm not saying that, you know, because I, I, I do feel that if we can do it better inside, I understand that. But I just feel because what's happened since June 14th, 2022, it makes it really uncomfortable for me to support terminating somebody who just so recently got a contract. Okay, I think I'm going to end up with my comments. I think this point, um, and Vice Mayor was kind of, I was thinking the same lines as why did we go out to begin with uh, if we thought we could do it in the house effectively? Uh, number two, we did it for 15 years, and I guess we decided we needed to continue that process. And I'm sure within that 15 year period, we have great successes. I'd like to know what those successes are. But I don't know that this is just a toilet program. I think it's encompassing other opportunities, Ms. Sorelli, I would hope, other than just toilets and, and fixing leaking. So I have a real problem of, again, we went out for the RFP. We're trying to help our small businesses grow. We gave them a contract a year ago, and all of a sudden we're, we're terminating for convenience. So I have a really a heartburn about that. And, and I think that the program should continue. About 800 or 900,000 of the 2 million is advertising. Doesn't go to you. It goes to the media outlets that we buy uh, the marketing period for. So I don't know that we need to continue this for another week. We can do that if you wish, but we can go ahead and take a vote uh, whether to terminate or not terminate. And we can, somebody could make a motion to uh, approve it. Do not terminate. No, well, I, I think what we should do, we should make a motion to to terminate and you can vote no. Is that correct, Mr. Myers? Or do we, can we go ahead and, re and make a termination? You could, you could go either way. Okay. Whatever you're comfortable with. I have with a motion from Commissioner Ryan not to terminate the contract. A second by Commissioner Bogan. Any further discussion on the motion? I just, I yes, just one comment. 
Um, I, I just don't want it to think that it's only toilets on this, but there, that was the way the deliverables were presented when I spoke to staff about this, that the way they measure success on this program is the number of people who sign up on toilets. I'm going I'm, I'm to follow the route of what Mr. Viapondo said here, and, and I'm doing that in a way to send a message to the rest of our staff that's in the audience here. If you find a way that we can do something better and more efficiently for taxpayers, I really think it's incumbent upon you to bring that to us as a board. And I, I just think that when, when he came up here and he said, we bid this out, and the sole reason that we bid this out is because we've always done it like this, so we're going to just bid it out again, but we can do it much better in-house. We can save the taxpayer dollars, and we can make a better system. Uh, that's why it's not a die on the sword issue for me. It's right. going to pass, but I We I just, just wish that they had done that previously rather than just saying, oh, we're just yeah. going to do it. So. Okay, there's been a motion on the floor and second to uh, not terminate uh, the contract. Uh, is there other discussion? All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Opposed. Okay. Okay, we have uh, Commissioner Furr and Commissioner Udine opposing. So the motion passes as seven to two. Thank you so much. All right. Item number 20, Commissioner Furr. Uh, this is Hold a. Hold on, let me read the record. I apologize. Let me read the record. I apologize. Okay. Go ahead, Kyle. Okay. Item 20 is a motion to approve agreement between Broward County and University Station 1 LLC providing state housing incentives partnership funding for the multifamily rental construction strategy for fiscal year 2022 through 2023 <clears throat> and substantially the form attached as Exhibit 1 in the amount of $100,000 effective retroactively from July 1st, 2022 to June 30th, 2025 to provide funding assistance to University Station 1 LLC for the construction of a mixed-use development including 216 affordable multifamily rental units in the city of Hollywood, Florida, and authorize the county administrator to execute the same, and authorize the county administrator to take any administrative and or budgetary action to implement the university station ship agreement and to execute any amendments thereto, provided such amendments do not materially increase county's obligations, subject, subject to review for legal sufficiency by the office of the county attorney. No member of the public has signed up to speak. Very good. For Commissioner Furr does uh, make his comments, I do want to recognize another rock star in our community, and that's A.J. Ryan, Mayor of Danger Beach. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Okay, Commissioner Furr. Thank you. I just wanted to take this opportunity to commend um, our housing department, Ralph Stone. This was one of the more complicated affording housing deals I've ever seen, that I've ever that I've looked at. It is going to be also the first public parking for the commuter rail. Uh, if they, it's kind of deep in all this, but the part of the parking is going to be where the Hollywood station will be. And it's nice to see that this, I think this is the first one off the ground. I just wanted to, make, to acknowledge it um, and thank um, not only Ralph, um, but all, all, all of our staff that helped get that together as well as all, all the developers. This is a big moment to get this done. So thank you. So Commissioner Furr moves the item. Second. Second by Vice Mayor. Any further discussion? All of, oh, I'm sorry, Vice Mayor. Go ahead. I just want to totally agree with my colleague, uh, and also recognize Ralph. Uh, he he never takes no for an answer. He always finds a way, <laughs> and it's so important. And I just just to note that number 21 is another pro it's another project's 340 units. So we are really on a roll here uh, with the limited land we have and ever and all of our you know barriers that we have. It's amazing. The progress that we're making with you know with what we have available to us so yeah this is a tod at its best yeah. at its best. Yep. 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 best it's best thank you staff thank you ralph another rock star all in favor say aye aye, aye. opposed 
Motion carries unanimously, 9-0. Thank you so much. Item 46. Item 46 is a motion to accept the Broward County, the Broward Housing Council 2022 annual report. No member of the public has signed up to speak. My understanding the public pulled this item, Ms. Marcy Barry Smith, I believe. I don't I didn't see her here, but Ms. Campbell, isn't that correct? She's not here. Okay, is that the one who pulled the item? Okay, is there a motion? I'll move it. Second. Moved by Eudine, second by Commissioner, excuse me, Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Item 53 now. Went that on consent? I'm sorry, 52. Let's go to 52. I missed Commissioner Furr. I'm sorry. Yeah. Commissioner. Okay. Uh, this has to do with an RFP for the grant program for seawalls, et cetera. And a, a lot of people are, I think, a little, there's a lot of different information going around as to what this is going to be doing. I just wanted to let everybody know that the, um, our environmental department has put together a very good presentation on resilient shorelines, which gives all the different, different types of shorelines that we're looking at here. It is not, there is not just one size fits all. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with this RFP. Assuming that they are going to be looking at the work that our department has already done and is going to be reflected in that, I believe it is. I talked to Dr. Hirado. Um, Ms. Sapir is shaking her head yes. Yeah, but that's important so that everybody knows the the breadth of what this RFP is about. That's all. Very good. Okay. Motion Mr. to approve. Commissioner okay. Fur moves it. Commissioner Yudine seconds it. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Strong ayes, please. Aye. Thank aye. you, as Mr. Mars says, <laughs> like this. <laughs> Motion passes embassy 9 to 0. Item number 53, if Kyle will read it the record, and I'm going to have Commissioner Ryan make a motion. Item 53 is a motion to approve the final ranking of qualified firms for requests for, for proposals 2023 Port Everglades Master Vision Plan update for Port Everglades Department. The ranked firms are AECOM Technical Services, Inc., two, Hatch Associates Consultants, and three, GHD Consulting Inc., DBA GHD Inc., four, Jacobs Engineering Group Inc., and five, BEA Architects Inc. No member of the public has signed up to speak. Commissioner Ryan, you had made, wanted to make a motion earlier. Yeah, I'm making a motion to uh, defer this to the uh, next meeting, I guess it's in just a week. But uh, the importance being that, um, you know, we have kind of a uh, somewhat a little bit of a hyper technical uh, type of uh, ranking system and, you know, what is a uh, local entity, a local-based business. And uh, there were two um, uh, objections that were filed uh, with other uh, uh, vendors that did not have the, the low bid. And uh, I'd like to have just an opportunity to go back and, and look at the, uh, the, the ranking, the ranking criteria, the analysis. And uh, if we could bring that up uh, just a week later, I don't think that there'll be any uh, detriment. It is obviously an important issue because the master plan, uh, you know, update for uh, Port Everglades is a, uh, you know, a very dynamic document. And, uh, you know, as things progress um, with all of these improvements that we have, and we, we are actually just, I know all of the members got a, um, uh, a uh, briefing on uh, where we're going with the uh, Port Bypass Road. Uh, that's one of just many uh, kind of moving uh, objects that we have uh, at the port. So I'd like to uh, defer for a week and give me an opportunity to go back and look at that ranking 
analysis and then um, you know bring it back up uh, at the uh, the mayor's direction. This motion postponed to uh, one week to the 13th meeting. Is there a second? Second. Second by Commissioner Rogers. <clears throat> Any discussion on the deferral? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously, Mr. Myers. Okay. Item number 55. Item 55 is a motion to direct the Office of the County Attorney to draft appropriate ordinances for consideration by the board to address any recommended amendments to the Broward County Code of Ordinances as a result of the 2023 session of the Florida Legislature. I think Ms. Person for the public pulled this, I believe. Yes. Mr. Rayner. Michael Rayner. Okay. Mr. Rayner, would you please come forward? Good morning. Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. Michael Rayner, uh, Chair of the County's Human Rights Board, but I'm expressing my concerns as an individual, but these are items that will be uh, part of the June 12th uh, Human Rights Board meeting. Um, first, I want to ask on this item um, if this item could be amended and also uh, provide direction to the county attorney to also identify various amicus briefs. Um, many of the laws that um, came out of the cesspool known as the Florida Legislature this year um, have certainly violated the human rights of so many people. And there was nobody safe. And um, some of the laws that I know that the county attorney's office will be working on, um, just one in, to start with is um, HB 1521. It's the anti-trans bathroom bill. Um, you know, this affects all state, local, school, jails, any, any local, state and down government-owned buildings. Um, as a particular example, when I went to get my I Read Band Books library card the other week, I took a walk through the library, and there's not one unisex restroom for a transgender person to be able to feel safe. I know the county administrator is working on assessing all county facilities to make sure that there are proper accommodations. We're going back to times though that, um, that are unspeakable and nobody, you know, LGBT people are not monolithic. Um, we all come in all shapes, sizes, races, everything. And this is a time where it's horrific of things that we're having to deal with at local government. Another bill which is going to impact this county and local governments is one, uh, it is uh, SB 254. You as a government will no longer be able to provide transgender affirming medical care as part of your employee health benefits package to your employees. So when you look at issues even like you have already uh, for a vendor that was doing air conditioning work, it's important for you first to maintain your domestic partnership uh, vendor responsibilities because people are going to have to be searching for health care everywhere they can get. And um, the other legislation that is of concern is SB 1581, medical con conscious uh, based objection and medical care. You could, a medical physician could deny care for your religion, your orientation, all other grounds. I'm asking the county commission to ensure that you give adequate direction to the county attorney's office to make sure that you look at all the am amicus briefs. There are cases currently traveling through the courts 
and I ask that you really consider more than just identifying uh, where you need to conform with law, but where we need to fight back and speak up for all people that pay taxes into Broward County and realize how this impacts county government delivering services to so many. And I thank you for your time and thank you for letting me go over, Mr. Mayor. This is a really, I tried not to curse and I did a good job at that, <laughs> but it's disgusting what people are having to tolerate this year. Thank you. Understood. Thank you, Mr. Rayner. Okay, Vice Mayor, before I turn it to Mr. Myers. Yeah, I just, uh, well, you, maybe you, uh, this question is for you, uh, uh, Mr. Myers. Um, the, the issue of the preemption of the landlord-tenant uh, bill and um, the fact that, you know, we had passed that along with a 5%, if there's a 5% increase in rent, uh, that people had 60 days. Is there any, any way for us to, you know, to work around this? Or I just added to your list of mm -hmm. issues that are of concern because it, it's about renters and not about landlords as far as I'm concerned, what this looks does. Mr. Myers. And thank you, Mayor and, and Senator Rich. Uh, no, we don't believe there's a way to work around that. Uh, in fact, uh, on the 13th, we have an item that would be going straight to public hearing uh, to repeal that. Uh, there are, however, uh, a lot of other areas that we want to explore carefully over the summer and not just uh, assume that there's, there's no way uh, to live consistently with, with state law on something. Uh, that's what this item would do. It would direct us to analyze things very, very carefully, uh, and then to come back in August, early September, uh, with proposals for possibly amending the code. That may involve uh, repealing some items, but on the board's action last June uh, that it took, I think right about this time, uh, with the, those uh, protections in there, uh, we do believe those are preempted, and we will be bringing an item uh, back for next Tuesday uh, to unfortunately repeal that. Any further questions, Vice Mayor? Okay, Commissioner Furr. Yes, on that same note, if there are if there are some that you think that are being taken to court, because there are a lot of things, a lot of the uh, legislative efforts are going to be challenged. I don't want to get it. I don't want to be conforming to them before they've had their day in court. And so I I, I ask that we kind of I, I, I would appreciate the analysis, but I don't want to be rushing to conform when they when they are still being challenged. Mr. Myers. And and thank you, Mayor and, and Commissioner for, uh, you know, we, we also were going to analyze them in a balanced way, okay. but there were certain tools uh, in, in Florida statutes that encourage you to at least analyze it carefully and where you think something is clearly preempted to act. You know, you all know me very well. I hate losing any case, but I particularly hate losing when we have to pay attorney's fees to the challenger. Uh, so uh, we're going to be mindful of that. We have a lot of people who are very interested in, in, uh, in looking at all of these issues. Uh, we certainly, uh, Mr. Rayner did call me, and I appreciate that, uh, gave me notice as to what he was going to be asking. Uh, we always look for opportunities, and it's things that we would vet with you if they came up over the summer so you understood to potentially uh, file as part of an amicus filing with FAC or with somebody else. But if there are ways to live consistently with state law, we understand what the board's policy uh, determinations have been, we're going to look ways uh, for ways to sustain those determinations. But if we think it's a slam dunk loser, uh, I don't want to have to look you in the eye and tell you that on top of everything else. Uh, please help me cut a check uh, to some private counsel. Hmm. Thank you. Done, Commissioner Furr. Yes. Senator Keller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And I was just about to 
say in my role as of counsel to the county attorney's office what <laughs> what uh, Drew had said. I've worked trying with Drew trying to reduce attorney's fees from people that have been suing us, and I have very little interest in having the county lose cases where we really don't have a realistic chance of winning if the law is on the books, however repugnant and disgusting it is, the legislature has been making it so easy to sue governments and get attorney's fees because only city and county governments, of course, they may, nobody should ever question the state government because they know everything and we have an all-knowing governor, but um, but they just made it so easy to sue cities and counties. I have no interest in paying millions and millions of dollars on attorney's fees on items that we should, uh, that, that we're going to lose and, and should be able to spend those millions of dollars on government projects instead of paying lawyers fees for suing us. And Mr. Rayner, I just wanted to say that I, you know, I started working when I was in law school for the state of Florida and Department of Insurance in 1980. I've been known every, you know, intimately familiar with the state legislature since 1980. I have never seen a legislature like this year. I keep saying it can't get any worse. And every year I say that, following year it gets worse. But the ultimate solution to that is not for us to violate the laws and get hit with millions and millions in sanctions. The ultimate solution is to organize and go out and elect legislators and governors and cabinet members that won't have this attitude. And if we lose at the ballot box, you know, elections have consequences. And I hate the fact that we've been losing, and I hate the the consequences that we've been getting. Maybe, maybe this will wake people up, and maybe we'll start getting a larger turnout. But for all of the people who say, well, there's no reason to vote, they're all alike, they're not. And maybe this will convince people, but until, you know, I'm going to follow the law here, however much I despise it, because the alternatives are just right. following the law Correct. anyhow after millions and feet. Correct. Mr. Myers? And, and I, I just wanted to mention, thank you, Mayor. I just wanted to mention one thing. Uh, this is part of my back-to-back uh, -back meeting phobia. Nathaniel's reminded me that uh, the governor still hasn't signed that specific preemption. So, uh, We'll see what happens in the next week, and if it's not signed, we'll have to think strategically because things can happen during recess. But uh, I mean, all of that's premised on something becoming law. If it doesn't become law, uh, good. All right. So, any further discussion on this particular item? Is there a motion? Senator Geller moves it. Second by Vice Mayor. Any further discussion? All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Motion carries eight zero. Okay, that concludes our consent agenda.
We are now under our public hearings, item 47 through 49. Item 47, go. Public hearing on item 47 is now open. Item 47 is a motion to adopt resolution vacating a portion of a six-foot-wide utility easement lying within parcel A, lots 4 through 13 of block 10 of Crest Haven number 8 plat, recorded in plat book 44, page 8 in the city of Pompano Beach. Our speaker for this item is Hortense Chai. My understanding is that speaker uh, did not wish to sign up on that item, I believe. But are they here? I understand that's what's before the meeting, Kyle, but thank you, Seth. I'll move so, the item. So we're going to close the public portion of the item. It's been moved, moved by Commissioner Dean, seconded by, by Senator Geller. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. to zero. Thank you. <coughs> item 48. Public hearing on item 48 is now open. <coughs> item 48 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to school concurrency, amending section 5-182.9 of the County Code of Ordinances. There's one member of the public, A.J. Ryan. Very good. Mayor Ryan, please come forward. If you wish to speak. Just, I think it's, I think it's, sorry. Sorry. No member of the public for 48. Public portion closed. Moved by Senator Geller, second by Commissioner Dean. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. to zero. Thank you. Item 49 now. Public hearing on item 49 is now open. Our final public hearing item is item 49, which is a motion to enact ordinance approving an interlocal service boundary agreement among the city of Dania Beach and the city of Hollywood and Broward County. And A.J. Ryan. Yes, public portion is now open. Mayor Ryan. Uh, good morning still. Good morning, Commission. Uh, Mayor, Commissioners, thank you for having me. Uh, before I uh, touch on this, I, I just want to recognize the date. Uh, June 6th, 1944, Allied forces stormed the beaches of Omaha, Utah, Gold, Juno, and Sword in Normandy, France, and uh, probably one of the most critical days in the 21st century. So I just want to recognize uh, D-Day, June 6th, 1944, 79th anniversary. Also, um, this interlocal agreement is very important for our cities. Uh, cooperate and I know this has been going on long before uh, I was elected and it's great to see it finally come to fruition and I just want to say I appreciate your guys support on this thank you very much uh, to the Commission thank you mayor any other person of the public wishes to speak on this item okay public question closed questions only I got Commissioner Ryan first followed by Senator Geller followed by Commissioner Furr. Um <clears throat> this property is on Dania Beach and um, it's uh, a very small parcel that is uh, currently within the city of Hollywood. It's two-tenths of an acre, and it's where the uh, property is owned by the Florida Department of Transportation. It has long been used as a uh, parking area for um, what used to be, uh, you know, Seafair, which was a, um, you know, a restaurant and shops and uh, marina, and, uh, and then Seafair, uh, 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 that was owned by the um, owners of the Dania Highlight ended up uh, uh, transferring it uh, over to the uh, city of Dania Beach, uh, subject to a long-term lease for FAU. Uh, there's no really very, very little, uh, if any, uh, commercial development on Dania Beach. Uh, and Dania Beach is, is kind of unique in Broward County in that respect. Uh, <clears throat> but with uh, you know, these open beaches, you also have a, uh, a lot of, uh, of, uh, of uh, you know, popular um, um, 
Yeah, well, throughout the, the Tri-County area, Dania Beach is very popular. Folks come from, from Hialeah, and they're coming up to Dania Beach by 8 o'clock in the morning. You can't even get a, you know, a little uh, grill for, your, uh, you know, for your, uh, your picnics and things like that. I mean, it's just very, very busy. And uh, one of the things that's happened is by, uh, in the weekends, by the early afternoon, you actually uh, no longer have any uh, parking on the beach. And uh, Dania Beach has uh, its own um, master plan for, uh, for the beach. And one of the uh, proposals is the construction of a five-story garage that would be, uh, you know, adjacent to uh, where FAU School of Oceanography is. And uh, it would be available, uh, you know, free of charge for uh, FAU, uh, uh, you know, staff, and I, I suppose the graduate students, but also uh, it would help alleviate the parking uh, constraints that we have there on the beach. So as part of this, um, uh, this the larger part of this um, uh, two-acre parcel, which is the uh, FDOT parking lot, uh, is owned by Dania Beach, and a small piece was owned by Hollywood, and uh, when the surveys were done, uh, it was determined that, you know, Hollywood had a small interest and uh, Dania Beach reached out to Hollywood for um, uh, an agreement to de-annex the property from Hollywood and annex it into Dania Beach and, and Hollywood and, and Dania did reach an agreement uh, that I think is mutually beneficial for both cities mm -hmm. and um, this, um, you know, if we can get this done, our next step is to work out an agreement on the parking with FAU and then go back to FDOT and try to um, do a property transfer uh, that will uh, allow Dania Beach to, uh, you know, construct this garage and, uh, you know, have uh, the additional parking for, you know, a beautiful, beautiful beach in, uh, in South Broward County. So, um, uh, what do you say, Mayor Ryan? Are you in favor of this? Yes, we're in favor of this. Okay. And I'd like to thank Hollywood, too, for their cooperation with this. It went through first and second reading. Um, smoothly, with very, very limited issues. Beam? There we go. Good, good, it's good. Beam's district and now. Mr. So. Ryan, did you have any further comments? No. Okay, very good. Senator Geller, followed by Thank Commissioner Furr. My, my only question was, I've been told that in order to win election in Broward County, all you need is the Ryan vote. Is that accurate? <laughs> <laughs> and a good pair of shoes. <laughs> Commissioner Furr? Is yes, thank you. Yeah, and this is one of the nicest speeches we have in this county. I just wanted to thank Commissioner Ryan, when I heard, when I first heard there was going to be de-annexing happening between Hollywood and Dan, I'm going, oh my God, what's, what's going to be happening? And then I heard Tim had it all taken care of. So I'm like, thank you, Tim. Good job. Thank you. Very good. Vice Mayor? Yeah, Mayor Ryan, I just have to say, um, I, I, I meant when we were doing our uh, opening remarks about people who lost their lives, I meant to say, uh, remind everyone that it was June 6th and thank you for doing that because I think it's more important than ever today in the environment in which we live uh, with the erosion of democracy and many things that are going on that we remembered why why we went there and why our, we lost so many soldiers and why we went to war we have to remember the history so thank you for mentioning that today okay I think it's for discussion so I'm going to recognize Commissioner Ryan because he brought the honor forward as making the motion and Commissioner Furr as his district seconds the motion how's that exactly all right. Bye, yeah. <laughs> Bye, yeah. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed?
Motion carries 8-0. Thank you so much, Mayor, for being here. Thank you. Have a great Appreciate one. you. That concludes our public hearings. We are now on our regular agenda, item number 50. I'll be reading the amended motion statement that was referenced in the Tuesday morning memo. <clears throat> item 50 is a motion to authorize county administrator to execute a grant agreement between Broward County acting by and through its Broward County Aviation Department and the State of Florida Department of Management Services for a Florida local government cybersecurity grant in substantially the form attached hereto as Exhibit 1, pursuant to which the Broward County Aviation Department will receive licenses, services, and training through the state-selected providers for cybersecurity solutions for Broward County's Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport and authorize the county administrator to make changes to the grant agreement, including executing any amendments thereto provided that any changes or amendments do not materially increase the risk or exposure to the county and are approved as to legal sufficiency by the, I'm sorry, and authorize the county administrator to make changes to the grant agreement, including executing any amendments thereto, I providing that any changes or amendments do not materially increase the risk or exposure to the county and are approved as to legal sufficiency by the office of the county attorney and to take all administrative and budgetary actions necessary for implementation of the grant <laughs> agreement. So moved. Thank you. It's moved by Commissioner Furr, second by Commissioner Dean. I, th I had a speaker down originally for this, but I guess no. I don't okay, no speaker? Okay, very good. Any further discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries 8-0. to zero. Thank you. I believe that concludes our agenda at this particular time. We are now under... What are you doing? I tell you what, now we're under our non-agenda items, so we're going to begin with uh, Commissioner Bogan today. Yeah. Go Dodgers, I'm sorry. I, I've been quiet. You've been very quiet yeah. today. Are you ill? Are you okay? But, but I, I, I am okay. By the way, you said go Dodgers. I, I, That's I, what I'm talking about. I, I have the uh, really exciting, uh, this for me at least, I get this Saturday and Sunday, I get to play on Dodger Field in Dodger Stadium a couple baseball games. So I'm... Uh, so, so represent Broward well, if you would say. I, I'm going to be wear my Broward uh, cap. <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, no, no, I'm too old for that. <laughs> That's right. I could barely bend down. But uh, that's it. Uh, that's it? That's it. Safe trip, safe travels, okay? Thank you. Commissioner Ryan. Well, I do appreciate that our uh, Dana Beach Mayor mentioned D-Day, um, you know, one of the epic battles uh, of the 20th century. And um, I want you to also uh, remember uh, that this day, June 6, uh, marks the uh, anniversary of the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy in 1968. And um, you know, so much promise, um, as, uh, as the public had in his older brother, uh, that promise of, uh, you know, uh, a new and better society, um, you know, was part of what I thought was the, um, uh, the message from uh, Robert Kennedy and and regrettably, uh, when he was on the uh, cusp of taking the uh, nomination in the 1968 convention, the Democratic nomination for president, um, he was uh, assassinated in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, the course of uh, history changed dramatically after that. But those are my comments. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Dean. 
Just, uh, I know we got the report from the property appraiser and we saw property values head up 11% in Broward County this year, um, which I think is a testament to the demand of people and that want to be in Broward County and that want to, you know, start their businesses down here, work, raise their family, but it adds to the pressure that we continue to see with housing affordability all the way around the county. So I'm just grateful that we're seeing more and more of these uh, projects finally come to fruition, get moving through the system. I sat on a panel this morning before the meeting with the Coral Springs Chamber of Commerce, and we had most of our members of the northwest part of the legislature there. And, you know, while the Senate bill that talked about affordable housing has some issues that we all have with it, the one good thing is, is there's going to be dollars that are going to come down. And if we can do more transit development uh, on these corridors, I think we're going to start to make a dent. And hopefully these developers will continue to oversupply and bring these prices down. Those are my comments. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Vice Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, and thank you for being at the uh, senior Broward Senior Hall of Fame uh, event. Uh, it was a wonderful uh, event last week uh, where we honored uh, quite a number of, uh, of people and inducted them into the, the Broward County Hall of Fame. You heard uh, Mayor, former Mayor Eisinger was one of those people, but m many other very qualified people. Um, two events I want to just mention. Um, last night I had the privilege of uh, participating um, in a um, uh, uh, a um, a celebration of a new stamp, and the new stamp uh, was, uh, uh, it represents uh, the Everglades. Uh, it's a, it's, it's hard to see here, but it's a beautiful stamp. This doesn't do it justice. This doesn't do it justice. And uh, um, I, I think that I was so happy, actually, that uh, I was asked to participate in this with our, the mayor of Weston and the city commission and the representatives of the South Florida uh, Southern District uh, of U.S. Postal Service uh, for this uh, dedication. And um, I think it was totally appropriate that they picked Weston because we're right at the edge of the Everglades. It was <laughs> wetlands and everything else before it became the city of Weston. Um, so, but the Florida Everglades spans some two million acres in Southern Florida from Lake Okeechobee to Florida Bay. And the Everglades is obviously still one of the largest wetlands uh, in, the, in the world um, and uh, most significant one with uh, locally here. Our access to uh, the Everglades is through Everglades Holiday Park, which is located in, in Weston. And uh, the only thing I was upset about is that this, this is a priority stamp. It's not a forever everyday oh. stamp. That, so yeah, you have to be sending something priority mail at $9.65. <laughs> Other than that, it was great. Not a little lot, right. So um, also, I just want to mention that um, last Saturday, I was pleased to participate in the community milestone celebration of the 25th anniversary of the Nicholas Hospital's uh, Dan Marino Outpatient Center, which is located in Weston. Um, and it is, uh, there were many of the former and current patients and their families there. Uh, Jack, uh, Nicholas Hospital's uh, CEO, Matt Love, Dan and Claire Marino, uh, Mary Parton, who's been the head of their foundation for many years, uh, Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and uh, I just want to mention that that center opened in Weston in 1998. And it was the first facility in the region to offer comprehensive specialty services for children with special needs, developmental disabilities, and chronic conditions. 
In the last three years, the Dan Marino Center has seen over 30, has had over 35,000 visits uh, of, of, of uh, children and offers uh, a wide range of services from pediatric primary care, physician specialty consultations, diagnostic testing and imaging, uh, state-of-the-art fully equipped rehabilitation gym and so forth. I had the privilege of working with Dan Marino for many years when I was in the state legislature. And I have to tell you, he's a very humble person, mm -hmm. very caring person. For 12 years, I worked with him. He traveled up to Tallahassee year after year, uh, walking the door, knocking on doors, opening doors for, for this center um, during every legislative session. And he educated members about the Dan Marino Center and to advocate for the funding of this amazing program. And I have to just tell you, Dan and Claire were there. Uh, Claire was crying the whole time, practically. It's very moving to see what they've accomplished, what they've done in the 25 years. And it's going strong. Uh, now, of course, with its association, was Miami Children's. Now it's Nicholas Children's, which is really a fabulous uh, pediatric institution. So we're very fortunate to have it in our community. Thank you. Thank you, Vice. Commissioner Furr. Thank you. Um, this last week, I had a chance to talk um, at the 16-county coalition, which is all the counties south of Okeechobee, I guess. Uh, actually, a little, it's a little bit north of Okeechobee and down. Um, and, and I was bringing up the CNS study. And I was a little surprised that they weren't that in tune, didn't know that much about it. it it's really not, they're, they're more concerned with Lake, Lake Okeechobee, and I understand that, and the waterways, because they've, been, they've had a mess on their hands. But when I brought it up, um, they, they quickly, because I had talked to them about what the South Florida Regional Planning Council had done with the Treasure Coast using that kind of coalition of councils to, to uh, enact legislation, they quickly adopted what we were talking about. They quickly had the core come up. They asked the core at the next meeting, make sure we have, you know, one, two, three, what are we, what's going to happen? They were good. I was very surprised, and, and so we have a lot of support there. Uh, which I'm glad to see, and uh, they have their own Everglades coalition that goes up to D.C. They've put this on their uh, on their priority list, so it's good. So it's a good group. Um, second, uh, I want to th congratulate all our staff and all our departments, divisions for 17 awards. That, that's fantastic. Um, quick update on solid waste: um, by tomorrow, over half the cities will have approved it. Great. Um, and even the, there's cities that have real concerns, but and so if, if they come to you as the commission, just tell them it's better that they're at the table right now while we're doing the plan. If they're not there, they, you know, because there's, there are places that, you know, there, there might be MRFs or recycling centers or maybe, maybe energy plants that might be built in their proximity. They want to be, have, be part of that discussion. Um, so there's an exit ramp off later if they want to get out of, out of here, they could. But right now they need to be at the table. So that's, uh, that's kind of my, my spiel. And then lastly, um, Juneteenth is coming up. Lots of places in my district are celebrating. And I know our library has done a fantastic job of getting all kinds of materials, um, books, everything like that. And so I um, encourage our citizens to to go to our libraries to, to find that material, and particularly the kids that are starting summer camp next week at many of our libraries. This is a good time to, 
to look at those all that material. And oh, and one last thing: we have a, our workshop on the eighth. Has a we're, we have a conflict five of us with the MPO on that day. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, we did I do just, that. But I just learned that um, Greg Stewart reached out to me last week. Um, but so we've had this on okay. the, on the agenda for probably six months. I okay, think. okay. So, yep. Good to know. Good yeah. Know. And and that's it's happened before. So we need so those those of us on the MPO need to be letting the MPO know. Please try to work around that because our, our schedules are way out there. I think they prefer when we're not there <laughs> or don't be care. kind, Senator. <laughs> uh, okay, and that's all. Thanks. Thank you, Commissioner Senator Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. A um, couple quick items. Uh, as you all know, I do tab meetings in all of my uh, cities, and I've done several of them already. This Thursday, I have Sunrise and Plantation Town uh, Halls coming up. Um, the um, and I think that will finish them, except for Southwest Ranches, which will be in August. Um, the wanted to just close because didn't have that much by following up on what Commissioner Fur was saying. Y'all have heard me say this before. We're going to be underwater at this point. There's nothing anymore that we can do to prevent it because. Uh, if the Army Corps starts to work today, if they have all the money which they need, which they don't, all the authorizations which they need, which they don't, it would, uh, their best case scenario is 15 years. And realistically, the best data we have is in about 12 whenever it rains. We're going to be underwater, and I mention this everywhere I go. Um, and hopefully uh, Congresswoman Wasserman Schultz has been wonderful. There's been crickets from our two United States senators on this, um, and I just urge everybody to keep talking about that. If anybody wants to see, I have handouts. I have a video of a presentation that's about 15, 18 minutes that summarizes all of this. Um, we're, you know, as I keep saying, houseboats and orcs, because very, very good presentation. What? Very good presentation. thank you. We will be underwater. It is inevitable. It is not something we don't know how to fix. We do. We don't may not know how to fix global sea level rise. We do know how to fix this, but it needs ten or eleven, twelve billion dollars of federal funding and federal authorization, and we just never get get it and based on our new austerity it's looking less and less likely we'll be getting it so but if anybody wants handouts or videos let me know thank you senator commissioner rogers thank you mr mayor and i'll take the handout okay education is the key all right i just want everyone to know that i continue to visit my districts and visit my cities, visit my churches, just doing everything that I think is needed to educate our community on some of the resources that we have. The best kept secrets, I consider it, in Broward County, the resources that's here. I'm learning about them too and sharing them as I go along. Good. As I was listening to our discussion earlier, agenda item number 50, it 
came to mind, we were talking about cybersecurity and at the port, and I'm saying, what are we doing about cybersecurity around general administration, admin in itself? So I know there must be discussion, not only about the port, but about how we can, yes, everything else. So I guess we'll have those discussion during the budget at some point. Madam, Mr. you're Piro? looking at me, so I look at you. Yes, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get the information for sure to the, to the board, and, and you'll see um, the, the level of investments we have throughout the entire organization. And to the point uh, we were talking about the budget workshops next Thursday will be the, the general fund portion of that discussion. Okay, right, looking forward to that. Okay, as we celebrate, of course, Caribbean Heritage Month. Yes, June is really Caribbean Heritage Month. And I was looking at our display downstairs. I know we it's in process, it's not finished, but I'm still inviting everyone to pop in down at the lobby. We bypass the lobby by going on that ex other exit, but there's a display in our lobby. And always, there's always a display in the lobby for Juneteenth and all of that. So take a look at the hard work that's being done to make our lobby reflect our diversity. So I thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner McKenzie, do you have any reports? Just real quick, I know we keep talking about affordable housing. And uh, I just, we had an item today um, that the uh, city, the county attorney brought up, uh, and some comments are made about, you know, given 60 days and what the governors are going to do. Uh, if we can find more money for rental assistance, I think we'll help um, our residents because um, landlords and property owners aren't going to give up two months of rent. So let's just be realistic. Let's find some resources uh, to keep them in these places as opposed to trying to make a property owner or landlord give someone 60 days. I would love to give someone 60 days. I can't afford it. So there are going to be some things coming down the pipes. And so I know we have programs now that are working, but they, they tend to run out of money very quickly. So if we can find grants or anything else in addition to, to, to help renters, uh, I just want to put that on the record. Thank you. Mr. Myers, did you have any report before I have my in the any report? None, Mayor. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Melton? None, sir. Mr. Pierre, any reports before I finish up? I do. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I want to congratulate um, Alan Garcia and the entire Water Wastewater Services team for being awarded the Florida Water Environmental Association Utilities Management Award for Operational Performance Excellence. Wow. So uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. Uh, yep. And thank you. And so the award uh, recognizes best practices, and those uh, will be used as benchmarks throughout the entire industry. So that they just received that award. Um, so that's a big kudos to our team. Um, I also want to share and remind everyone that our Christmas in July uh, donation drive is, is already started, and that's going now through uh, July um, through July 1st. The items include new school supplies, children's clothing, undergarments, and, and toiletries, and things like that. Collection boxes are located throughout the county, including at both governmental centers and our county libraries. Um, and um, you know, Commissioner Rogers mentioned our uh, our showcasing um, of Juneteenth, and also um, June is also Pride Month. County is showcasing many places and events <clears throat> celebrating the LGBT, LGBT plus community. Um, so you can look at that as well. Uh, we'll also be um, having a, a bus that will be participating in, in the Pride Parade uh, wrapped uh, for Pride celebration. 
And lastly, um, let's remember to support our Panthers and, and cheer them on Thursday and Saturday at their home games. Thank you. Thank you. As I wind up, the, some nice um, comments here. The Railroad Crossing Elimination Program will fund $15.4 million in increased safety upgrades at the 21 grade crossings, along with the Florida East Coast Rail Corridor, all freight rail corridors shared with Brightline Intercity Passenger Rail Service. And on the corridor, 50% of the collisions are the result of motorists driving around the interest gates. So safety improvements will deter such actions by constructing 33 new exit gates and seven raised medians at crossings where at least 27 collisions have occurred over the past five years. Thanks for the MPO on that as we continue our safety. <clears throat> I also want to, as a, I reported that the town of Lauderdale-by-the-Sea was nominated for USA Today's 10 Best Reader's Choice for Best Beach in the South, and they were awarded number three. So, and that is the only beach in South Florida that made the top 10, so congratulations to Lauderdale-by-the-Sea for that. Also joined uh, Congressman uh, Moskowitz as we geared up for the hurricane season. Again, I want to remind residents that the 2023 Disaster Preparedness Tax Sales Tax Holiday is in effect now through June 9. Another opportunity comes late in the year from August 26 through September the 8th. So keep that in mind. Uh, hopefully everybody see everybody this coming Friday at the Port Everglades Association Economic Engine Meeting. That'll be another once a year event. If you can join us, that would be great. I uh, want to congratulate and wish Gladys Griffin for a very happy birthday. She turns 100 tomorrow on June 7. So, Miss Griffin, congratulations on that. Congratulations, of course, to all of our students who are graduating, have graduated. Uh, Miami Heat, go Miami Heat as well. But go Panthers and continue to pray that I don't have to wear that Vegas jersey at a commission meeting and cheer there on. So we need to get our Panthers back in gear and get them to win this Stanley Cup for us because I took the bet. I took, to I took the bait, and, uh, and so now I'm committed to it. But seriously, go Panthers. Great commission meeting. Thanks to the board. Thanks to everybody participating. This meeting is adjourned. At least make sure they extend the series past the 13th.